Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the people's dynasty podcast. And on today's show, we are going to cover all the big news that's happened in the last three days and how to make your trade deadline, not suck like the NFL's, and I'll tell you who never sucks, is my co-host, you know him as the man of the hour, and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair, what's up buddy, big weekend, Michigan it State, 
It Smarty? was a big weekend. It's good to see you started off this week with a with a lie because I do suck uh, quite often uh, as a person that rebuilds a bunch. Uh, but you all look beautiful. Let me tell you, if you punched me in the face, every single one of you would look beautiful because of that game. It has me dapper. Um, I, I should attempt a backflip. D- dapper, elated. I, um, I, I think elated is better. A backflip, but yeah, you you. Uh, I I thought of you on Saturday, so uh, didn't do a lot on Saturday. Got some stuff done around the house. It was raining. The game was on Fox here locally. Yeah. I had it. I had it on in the background. Uh, again, I, I I do this a lot. I really enjoy just listening, kind of like an old school radio. My wife and son weren't home on Saturday afternoon. Had the volume up way too loud on the TV, but I'm like working in the other room. I'm listening to the game, and I hear that final interception, and I just smile from ear to ear. I was so I don't give a shit about college football. I went to Ball State University. I could give a tinker's fuck less about college football. I wait till all the smart kids, Ray Garvin, Nick Whalen, Travis May, Shane Hallam, Kane Vassell, they educate me with all the college knowledge in the spring. But, you know, I was so happy for you personally. Um, now, where are they in the, in the national, I guess, rankings? Uh, actually, the college football playoff rankings are either... I saw that. I, I saw Alabama. came out, but I didn't, I didn't weaseled, actually watch it. So they're, they're probably I, like fifth. I would guess. I, well, uh, is that where we're at? Ohio State's fifth, I believe. I don't know. I just know that uh, the outrage was that Alabama had already weaseled their way into the number two spot oh, because God, that's what Alabama, Alabama does. But All listen, right. Randy, it was it was a blast. Uh, so if you're listening to my voice right now, you're probably wondering, wow, why does Jerry actually sound like a better podcast personality? Uh, it's because my squeaky voice is gone because I actually lost my voice at the game screaming so much. Uh, it was fun. Let me tell well, you. We're going to give your voice a little bit of a break tonight. We have a special guest with us. His name is Michael Casper. Now, those of you that aren't familiar with Michael, um, I guess we'll call him an up-and-coming podcast host. He and uh, Jesse and uh, Chad, they do a Patreon podcast for our Patreon group over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, they're seasoning their, uh, their their chops. They're getting ready. We're going to launch them here on the mothership when the regular season ends, and uh, you're going to hear more content from Michael. Uh, Tyler Gunther in the group chat wants to know, is he friendly? So what do you think, Michael? Are you a friendly guy, and welcome to the show. Hey, Memphis. It's great to be here. Yeah, definitely the friendliest guy you're ever going to meet. I'm, uh, I'm just happy to be here, happy to talk fantasy football. This is my one one thing that I just love to do. I I ditched video video games this semester, so it's all fantasy and trying to manage my like thirteen plus fantasy teams. You know, I get a little I get a little Patreon envy because the now I do a show every Tuesday. It's usually strategy based or or players to buy, players to sell. But you guys steal the show. You guys do uh, like trade court. You guys do all kinds of gimmicks, and you guys really keep the patrons amused. Amused is the word when you, Jesse, and Chad get together. Yeah, we, we do have a good time. I actually got to meet Chad. We went to the Thursday night football game when the Texans played the uh, uh, Panthers when Christian McCaffrey got hurt. That was terrible. And we were, like, live streaming his injury as it was happening. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. They were fun guys to talk to. I felt like we've fallen off a little bit since the season started because we're all so busy. 
but uh, we just love getting together and, and talking football. So it's a good time. Well, you, you had plenty of time to talk during that game cause, uh, and get to know each other because that was not a good game to watch. But we're going to get into this. We have all your normal stuff. We're going to talk about a lot of big news that hit the NFL this week. We've got good people, bad tweets. But just want to take a second to let you know that our YouTube show, speaking of Jesse, Jesse and I continue to chop it up on Sunday mornings from about 11.30 to 12.30, 12.45, helping you with your start sets, helping you with some trades. I've uh, been putting out some props. I put out more than I normally do. I put out six on Sunday, went three and three, so broke even. Not a lot of fun, but that's where you get all this stuff. It's, it's YouTube. You can also get this podcast a day early as well as every podcast is streamed live on the YouTube. And, and Jerry, you know what my favorite segment is each and every week on our YouTube channel. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, it's not anything that I'm on, so it's got to be Sunday School. That would be my guess. That's not. It's waiver wire sniping. Oh, waiver see, wire sniping. Kyle too much credit. Kyle's a bit of an asshole. That's why I don't want to give him credit like that. Kyle's a great guy. Kyle August, the host of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. He basically, so he'll do it this Saturday, and he'll tell you, who that you'll you know he'll break out his crystal ball and he'll tell you who you should be looking to pick pick up for week ten. So instead of waiting until Tuesday when waivers run, you could pick these guys up on Saturday or Sunday, have them stashed on your bench, and that way you can get ahead of being a week ahead. All that available over at the YouTube channel Dynasty Warzone on YouTube. Thumbs up a video, leave a comment, someone will get back to you and. Uh, you can bust our chops and we'll bust yours. So remember, football Sunday school, come get blessed before week nine. And do you guys believe that? Michael, we're literally halfway through the season. It feels like we just got started. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I've completely lost track, <laughs> to be completely honest. I'm not going to lie. These uh, these bye weeks are keeping me a little chipper to make sure I'm putting in my best possible lineups, but I can't believe we're over halfway through the season at this point. It's crazy. What about you, Jerry? How are you getting through the halfway blues? Now, now, mind you, from the fantasy season, we're more than halfway. Most of your leagues are probably going to be starting playoffs weeks 15, 16, and 17. Uh, but how's the season at the midway point of the NFL season treating you, Gerald? It's fun because, you know, sometimes, you know, in the beginning of the year, like the first month of the year, you've got this team that you've set up and you've had it all off season and it's well organized and everybody that you want to be playing is playing. And then you get to this point and half of your team's hurt. A third of them are struggling. The Another chunk of them are on bye weeks. And you're looking at your roster and I got to start Kadero Hodge in spots. And I go, what in the absolute hell is going on? So it's fun. It, you you, you I, can't wait. When, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say it's fun when one of those players hits, but more than likely – they go two for 21 and I lose the matchup and I got Lamar Jackson or somebody on my bench and it just pisses you off. It's a fun game, but God, is it horrible too. The greatest thing about fantasy football is knowing that when waivers run tonight, a lot of us are going to be all in on Jeremy McNipples. I mean, McNichols. If, if you get to Jeremy <laughs> and <Adrian> Peterson, <laughs> if yeah, and Adrian, Adrian Peterson. So we'll, we'll get into that real quick. But uh, as always, Jerry, uh, we have a, a favorite segment here on the show. And, and this was one that, that you and I talked about earlier in the weekend because it was brought to our attention by one of our Twitter followers. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do. I do recall. Because when, 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 when Jerry and I are keeping the Twitter streets safe for all of you and your content enjoyment, we just can't hold those that we barely know or casually know accountable. 
In this case tonight, we have to hold one of our own accountable. This is a guy that Jerry and I both met in Canton, someone that I've been friends with for about five years. You know, ever since we came up at the Dynasty Football Factory together, many, I think he was like 12 at the time. I don't know that he's even, I don't know that he's even legal to vote in this country, but it's our good friend, Addison Hayes, at amaze underscore Hayes. And Mr. Mr. Hayes posted on October 27th at 10.31 p.m. He says, and I quote, everybody loves to hate on Jalen Hurts, but I think there's a legit argument that he has the worst weapons in the league. My initial response to that with that tweet was just this. I'm like, really? Because I'll tell you, as a Colts fan, I love Michael Pittman, but we'd love a word. We would love a word. I think Tua, who's got just Jalen Waddle and Gasecki. I don't know. I'll I'll start with our guest. I'll start with Michael. What what did you think when you saw this tweet that Jalen Hurts has the potentially has the, an argument for the worst weapons in the NFL? That's bizarre to me. I mean, we we know what Devonta Smith is. We even saw some of his flashes when the season started. Goddard, it has finally happened. Hallelujah! He has the tight end room to himself with Hurts gone. I think he's more than capable, as he's proven recently. Then you got Miles Sanders, who if they just give him the rock and throw him, you know, dump him some Michael Carter type targets, and I'm sure he can get some similar numbers. So, and and even Rager, I know he's trending in that bus category, but he's going to stay that way if we can't use him. So that's bizarre. That's four pretty good weapons right there, as as far as I'm concerned for an offense. I'd take that. Jerry, what do you think? I am a Detroit Lions fan. I don't know how much more I could say. like even if you're saying like there's an argument that they're the bottom five but he didn't he said there's an argument that they're the worst and anyone that has watched the honolulu blue and silver play this year i just mentioned Kadero hodge and that's one of the creme de la creme players that we have are you kidding me wiz khalif raymond yeah i mean at least you got at least you got hawkinson we got Hawk. But, 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 yeah, my, Even Quintus is hurt. Like, my, come on, man. My thing like, we is, can't, is... We can't have any nice things here. I mean, the Colts really have Michael Pittman and, and a bunch of future UPS drivers. No, but Michael Pittman is just laying it down right now. We, we, you know, hopefully you listened to our previous guest from a couple of weeks ago, Evan Brown, when he told you to buy Pittman before the Pittman explosion happened. But, you know, I think McCorkle Jones wants a word, Addison. He'd like a word. With ja- yes, with uh, Jacoby Myers and, and Nelson Aguilar, and the the guy that everybody tells us is going to be a thing in Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry's not been too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, a lot of these like you think Justin Fields wants a word. He got fifth round pick Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet never done a thing. The corpse of Jimmy Graham, Allen Robinson looks lost in this offense. There's a lot of guys in the NFL who's got it a lot worse. Than, than Mr. Jalen Hurts. Now, if you said that his head coach and organization was trying to sabotage him, you've got a case. If you would say that, that his his head coach is not overmatched, not only overmatched at coaching football, but he might not even be the rock, paper, scissors guy that he claims to be. I mean, you would have an argument. But to tell me that the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy in like, what, two, three decades? 
another first-round wide receiver with incredible speed who all he does is draw long pass interference flags at the goal line. He never gets any credit. He's the guy who does all the work in the group assignment, gets zero credit. <laughs> it's, the, it's, like, it's always like that one kid who always like butts their way to the front. It's like Jalen Hurts. They get a, uh, a Rager PI interference in the, in the end zone penalty call. Ball goes to the one, the one yard line. Jalen Hurts up. runs it in. You know, and then, you know, you mentioned Goddard, you know, Sanders was hurt, but he, you know, he's a good running back, Gainwell, Boston Scott, Addison, my friend, you know, I love you. It was great meeting you in person after five years of being friends. But I, I mean, I can, I can only say this. That is one of the stupidest statements I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I, I got to say it, Addy, and I would say it if you were here, if you were our guest, I love you. I love what you do. But uh, I think you were trying to support Jalen Hurts and not intending to tear down his weapons. And that was good people with bad tweets. Addison is an amazing follow and an amazing analytics mind. You can follow him at Hayes underscore. And that segment, as always, brought to you by BetUS.com. That is the official gambling provider of the Dynasty Warzone. You can head over to BetUS.com, use promo code MEMPHIS. You will get a sign-up match of up to 100% and an additional 25% match using that promo code MEMPHIS in their online casino. And Jerry, I know you're you're like a modern cryptocurrency type guy. If you sign up with crypto, they double it. 200% sign-up bonus if you use crypto. All your Bitcoin, Jerry. If you think I got enough money for Bitcoin, have you seen the rosters that I accumulate? This is this I, is true. I, all, I hemorrhage money in this game. All all your money goes directly toward rebuilds. Well, anyway, uh, that was good people. Bad tweets brought to you by our friends at BetUS.com. Come bet with us. BetUS.com promo code Memphis upon sign up. So let's get into news. Couple a uh, couple of big things happened on uh, on Sunday, and then. Into Monday. Uh, first of all, we'll start with the trade deadline. Everybody was thinking Melvin Gordon was going to get moved. I heard Mitch Trubisky was going to get moved. Teddy Two Gloves was going to get moved. Marla Mack was going to get moved. End of the day, nobody got moved. So uh, out of everybody who didn't get moved, Michael, who was your biggest disappointment? Who was you really hoping was going to get a change of scenery and a chance to ply their, their trade elsewhere? I mean, as a Broncos fan and as a Javante Williams fan, I, I want to wish Melvin Gordon well to go to another team. He's going to be a free agent after this year anyway. So I would have rather seen him go somewhere to a team that wants him just so Javante can get that that breakout that everybody's waiting for that we know is going to come. Um, that's one I would have really liked to have seen. And honestly, I, I would have liked to have seen the Watson trade just happen. We know it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> so it sucks to have to wait all season until the offseason, probably till that happens. But I would have liked for that to happen so we can know moving forward. My, my, bold, my bold prediction for the offseason now that we've missed the trade deadline is that Watson winds up in Miami and Tua, Tua winds up in Denver. Don't, don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I, don't think they, I don't think they land A-Rod. Jerry, what was the trade that didn't go down that, that you were really bummed by? I, mine was the same as Mike's is I, I wanted Melvin Gordon to go somewhere else because I wanted to see Javante Williams just blow up, man. Like I, I'm not even the biggest guy. Like I know you like him a lot more than I do, but we have, we have such slim pickings of, 
a, a fantasy pool. So separate it, diversify it a little bit, and let me have a big uh, workhorse like Javante. But of course, the NFL just uh, has plenty, man. Like, why, well, why can't it be like the NBA trade deadline where it's like fireworks every three minutes, woes bombs every time? Well, I, I, first of all, if you're trying to acquire Javante Williams, this deadline passing without any action kind of did you a solid. Yeah, it, it keeps it keeps prices low. We know Javante is going to be the man in 2022. He's probably going to have a quarterback upgrade. Well, he's definitely going to have a quarterback upgrade. He's going to have a head coach upgrade, and he's going to be a stud. So keeping Melvin around to kind of be a pain in the ass these last nine weeks, it's really doing you a solid as a GM. One that Tyler Gunther, who's very active in the chat tonight, we love Tyler, uh, brought up was that Mitch Trubisky was a possible trade candidate to the New Orleans Saints. Now, as one of the bigger Mitch Trubisky stands in the in the dynasty space, I would have personally have loved that. Uh, he's no more or less of a knucklehead than, than Jameis Winston, and I, I think it would have been a good fit, but I, I think they're going to try to roll with some combination of Trevor Simeon and uh, Taysom Hill once he clears the concussion. For me, it was Allen Robinson. Not that I love Allen Robinson, but Allen Robinson, much like you mentioned with Melvin Gordon is going to be a free agent. The Bears cannot franchise tag him again. And I don't want to hear a word, not a fucking word, about Allen Robinson and his poor situation if he re-signs in Chicago. That's a you problem, Allen Robinson. You are 29 years old. You'll be 29 years old. You are free to go. Yeah, he'll be, well, I think he just turned 28. He'll be 29 before next season. He really feels like he should be like 31, but he was incredibly young coming into the league in that famous class of 2014. But you can go anywhere you want to go, and a lot of teams will always want wide receiver. If you go somewhere and you hitch your wagon to another rookie quarterback or another bad offense, that is a you problem. You got your rookie deal. You got big money the last five years or four years, whatever it's been in Chicago. You've been paid. Now's your opportunity to go chase championships, to go play with great quarterbacks and end the last two to three solid years of your season with that. And for me, it's just another example of malpractice by Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears. You're going to get nothing for him. He's going to walk. He's on a second franchise tag. You're not going to pay him $27 million to stick around or whatever that huge number is going to be. You're going to let him walk. And so what are you going to get for him? Nothing. You know, that's what was so smart about Denver, and I think you can only work so many of those moves, but Denver's paying $9 million of the $9.7 million they still owe Vaughn Miller to send him to L.A., but to pay that contract and to give Vaughn Miller up for half a year, they got a second and a third. So basically the Rams overpaid a little bit to A, get the player. To me, and I heard this on um, Mark Schlera's podcast, his co-host said that they gave him the third for Vaughn Miller and they gave him the second to pay his contract. And that's how you get deals done in the NFL. The problem is this is the COVID cap year and no one's got money to make moves. I mean, the Colts who normally have cap room out the wazoo, they can't afford to make moves. And so I think that's why you saw so little action. Those are the ones I was bombed out with. Anything else that we missed that you would have liked to have seen? Yeah, I saw rumors today that apparently the Saints were talking to the Browns for possible OBJ trade. That would have been interesting. I 
I know our man Neil in the you know Patreon group would have been happy probably to see OBJ go somewhere else because I don't know something's just not right there, just not the right fit. So yeah, I, I wasn't so, going to something has to happen. He's not doing anything there. Well, did did you see his father, Odell Beckham yeah, Jr.'s yeah, father, yeah. posted the video? Baker, right? Yeah. Well, and then OBJ himself posted something on his Instagram about this shit ain't working out, and then he quickly deleted it. Let's just say OBJ's got about nine games because he has no dead money left on his on his cap the on on his um, dead cap number on his contract. So. They will be able to trade him in the offseason. They won't get a lot for him, but for a guy who's making 15, 16 million bucks a year, uh, I think he'll be on the move. He may have to take a, a, but they could just cut him outright, cut their losses and let him move on down the road. But uh, I'm ready to get into some news. News time. Let's do it. Biggest news of the weekend, in my opinion, from a player standpoint. There was some tragic news that broke on Tuesday, but uh, Derrick Henry. Watching that game live here in Indianapolis. One minute he's over on the, the bench. They have his shoe off. But they tape him up. He comes running back in, finishes the game, has like 20-some-odd rushes for 60-some-odd yards. Not a very good game. And then we get the news on Monday. Broken foot. Out for probably the rest of the regular season. Maybe into the playoffs. Jerry, thoughts from a dynasty standpoint? I don't want to get you know too bogged down into the impact on the Titans. We don't care. Uh, from a dynasty standpoint, what were your thoughts? It's, I mean, it sucks if you had him because if you had him, you're at the top of the standings right now because he has been, him and Cooper Cup have been the guys. They have been the guys of this season. So, I mean, it sucks. It, it's weird too because, you know, we're guys that, you know, we always talk about not liking second contract running backs. You know, we're always trying to sell them off and, you know, do it for profit. Uh, and we started to come around on Derrick Henry. It was a couple episodes ago. We just, you know, we don't like to say that people are built different, but Derrick Henry's just built different. And it seemed like he was going to withstand this kind of workload that he had been getting. And then all of a sudden that happened. So it, it it's sort of fitting that we finally jumped on the train a little bit and then we got shoved off it at full speed. It sucks. Are, are, are and, yeah, there's nothing else luck? to say about it. Are we, are we <laughs> bad luck? Is that what and this we is? Might be, <laughs> we might be bad luck. All right, just, Mike, what did you rough. think? You know, it's it's really unfortunate. I, I just love watching Derrick Henry play football. I'll be honest, I don't have him on a lot of fantasy teams, but yeah. he is just a fun player. You know, it's like Patrick Mahomes. I'm a Broncos fan, but I love watching Mahomes. Well, not lately, but, you know, I love watching guys like that play football. And to see him have that injury just, just makes football less fun to me. You know, it won't make those games as exciting to see who he can plant in the dirt. But... I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm viewing this as a little buy window because I think if anyone is going to come back from that injury, it's going to be that guy that's beasting in the offseason and beasting in season and just getting better. He's going to do everything he can to come back because he knows that team runs through him. Yeah, when, when I read that news, I, I mean, as a Colts fan, I, I echo your sentiment about you enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes as a Broncos fan. As a, as a Colts fan, I don't mind watching Derrick Henry pummel us twice a year because he's, he's a fun player to watch. And sometimes you just see the news come across the ticker and you think about this beautiful game that we love, but I, I think this. Still be the fucking game. Because that, that's, how, that's how I felt when I saw the, the Derrick Henry. For me, I actually felt the opposite. From a dynasty standpoint, he's a sell. 
And this could not have come at a worse time for Dynasty GMs. If you were a contender, he was a large part of your contending effort. And you're not going to be able to cobble together an offer out there on the trade market to replace that production. This is as detrimental to Dynasty GMs as it is to the Tennessee Titans. Because much like your Dynasty roster, the Titans are built around this man. And if you're, you weren't a contender or maybe the rest of your season was just falling apart and even in spite of Derrick Henry's efforts, you weren't winning, you were getting ready to unload him for the bag. And now you're not going to get the bag. And I'll tell you, I, I fear that there's no one whose dynasty value is going to get hit more like a pinata in the offseason than Derrick Henry's. He's going to be 28 in January. Hashtag January birthdays. I'll give him a little fist pound. Um, but he'll be 28. You're going to start hearing that 28-year-old narrative. And, and, and if you could have picked the worst injury for a man of his size, it's this broken bone, this Jones fracture. High reoccurrence rate, and the one thing that you can't make better in the gym is your bones. You know, you, you, you can't do a bench press, you can't do a deadlift, you can't do a back squat. And when you're a 250-pound mega athlete who relies on being nimble and cutting, your feet are uber important. So you're going to hear a lot of that narrative. Obviously, as we get more information on the injury, we'll have Dr. Kyle uh, at, at DWZ underscore Dr. PT, the official doctor of physical therapy that hangs out with us here at the DWZ. But that's my fear. Big man, 250-pound athlete, injury that, that has a reoccurrence rate. And uh, most players aren't the same. You know, Julio Jones has had this injury. Wound up on the, the injury report a lot with a foot. Debo Samuel, it's been mostly wide receivers. Greg Olson, never the same. And again, late in his career. So those are my fears. So now I'm going to throw it back to Mike after hearing that. Do, do you still feel like he's a buy or did I convince you or you on the fence now? I mean, it's cool to disagree because that's what the people need. They need conflicting opinions. I mean, it's, it's, it depends, right? And that's why like I've started when people are asking me my trade opinion. You know, we, like you said earlier, we're at week nine. So you need to know where your team's at, whether it's in the rebuild. So like, hey, if, if, Derrick Henry out completely sinks your team. Yeah, I got it. Like sell the guy. But if you're a good team that can afford it, like if you can trade like a four net or something like that to get Derrick Henry, I don't know. That upside is just too much for me. And it's not, you know, it's six to 10 weeks. I know that, you know, timelines, whatever, but I, f- I feel like he's, he's just got a good chance to, to come back still. So it's, it's always price dependent. Right. But, um, I don't know. I I would be on the fence, and it's situation dependent. Well, I damn sure wouldn't be selling right now. But Jerry, what would you buy for it? I mean, I've seen that for that, but Derrick Henry for. Um, maybe you're gonna maybe you're like in year two of your three year contending window. You know, you're gonna be a contender next year. You know, Derrick Henry should be back next year, full bore, hundred percent. What are you willing to give up to kind of have him tucked away? So here's the thing. So like, if you're doing that, what kind of player are you trading? Like, is it going to be someone like Melvin Gordon? Because I don't think somebody's going to take Melvin Gordon. Well, more than likely, he should be on a contender. Well, that's what that's what I mean. So you would assume they want to acquire a a contending piece to get him back. You know what I mean? And try and win this year. But like, are you going to try and get a young guy that's maybe struggling that people don't love? Like, it's it's a tough it's a tough question to ask because like. 
the Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner is probably not going to take Derrick Henry. Like, why would they? So it's it's tough. Like, who, like who do you have in mind? I mean, I'm I'm not buying Derrick Henry. Right. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy an injured running back that I'm not using until twenty twenty two, I'm buying. Cam like if Akers. I could sell Leonard Fournette for him, oh, in a damn yeah. If, if I can move Melvin and, and Gordon, and Leonard Fournette can help people, so I think it's reasonable too. But if I can move Melvin Gordon in a second for Derrick Henry, sure, because they yeah. they're about the same age. So from like an age perspective, you're not moving up. You're not moving a bunch. But like I said, if if I have Derrick Henry and I can, you know, move him for Cam Akers, I'll do that. I'm happy to unload Derrick Henry for Cam Akers. They're, they're both going to be back next year. You know, J.K. Dobbins. Maybe Travis Etienne. I'm not so yeah. sure what Etienne's role is going to be with James Robinson continuing the ball. But, yeah, I mean, this, this is just the worst time. Because Derrick Henry, guys like Derrick Henry, Tom Brady, Devontae Adams, Matt Stafford, think of those tried-and-true veterans. They always help you win championships, but no one gives a rat's ass about paying market for them the minute the season ends. The minute they can no longer use them to help them win games, their value takes like a 25% markdown. Frustrating. Frustrating as can be the worst time for dynasty gamers to, to lose a Derrick Henry. So for me, I'm going to hold. I'm just going to hold. There's nothing else you can do if you want to get maximum value. Then I'm 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 going to try to acquire him in the off season. Uh, Michael, you said you recently made a trade for him. Yeah, I did. I, I felt like I sold a little high. I guess you could say I, I should have probably added a second onto this. But this is a ten team one QB league, and I'm a heavy contender, and I've got lots of good pieces. So I felt like I could afford it because I've got like a JT Kamara Cook. Um, at running back, so I said, that's why yeah. he brought this league up. <laughs> so, and, and that's why I said it's situation busted, right? Because, um, so it is there's no tight end premium, so I gave up Fournette and Kittle, and I got Derrick Henry, Noah Fant, and Dawson Knox. That's not bad. Um, no, you know, yeah, Kittle's a guy that I, I've been slowly starting to try to unload here or there. Especially if I'm, I'm, I mean, I have a league where I've got Noah Fant and Kittle, and at this okay. point, I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to move Kittle. I've got yeah. Kittle and Knox in a league. I'll move Kittle. And I've got Waller in this league, so like I'm still contending pretty easily. Like I've got Diggs, yeah. you know, Stafford, like all these contending pieces. But I've, I've got an IR. I actually just posted it in the chat. It's got Wilson, Fuller, Henry, Hunt, Ridley, Fant, and Acres. But I still have the all these contending pieces, so that's that's where I kind of drew the line. It it depends, right? Yeah, for for me, I'm going to be looking to acquire Derrick Henry if I'm like on a, a super contender, and I want to. I'll just try to get him during draft season because nothing makes you know dynasty GMs you know dumber than draft picks. We love them. Right now, we love our veterans. We just want to win our cha- our dynasty championships and and drink from the chalice of victory, Jesse or J- Jerry, but. You know, in the off season, we, 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 you know, people are tempted to take just a first for guys like Devontae Adams. They're like, well, you know, he is getting up there, but in season, you want ninety-seven first for him. So um, it, it's a it's a very tough situation. I uh, hope you're handling it okay. Next guy, Calvin Ridley. I want to talk about Calvin Ridley. Came out on Sunday that he's stepping away from the game for a while. Uh, he missed the London game. Came back and played a game. Had a buy, and I kind of had a feeling this is what it was. 
And I think that as Dynasty gamers, we have to be more and more prepared for this and sensitive to this. And this is not an injury, but Ryan McDowell of the DLF, friend of the show, been on with us many times. He posted, what are you doing with Calvin Ridley? And my response was, I'm just treating it like it's an ACL. I don't think he's going to step away from football forever. I'm pretending like he's not going to be able to help me the rest of 2021. He's still a 26-year-old, extremely talented wide receiver. And, you know, I got an offer today of Rondale Moore for Calvin Ridley. No, thank you. No, thank yeah. you. I, I wouldn't okay. have taken that if he, if you he scared, had it. You scared me for a second, the way you were. No, 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 no. I, I mean, th- th- there's, again, I, I'm not going to sell cheap. Um, I, I think the biggest mistake Dynasty gamers make is that they feel like every bit of news requires them to react to it. And not not only react, but act. <laughs> they have to react yeah, to it, yeah. and they have to act on it. Sometimes nothing is the best thing you can do. Jerry, what did you think when you saw the Ridley news? It sucks. Like, it just sucks. Like, it, like this game's hard enough, you know? And that's that's something that we just cannot predict. No matter how much we play, no matter how much we read, no matter how much you experience you have, no matter, me, ha, no matter how many, excuse me, podcasts you listen to, you cannot know what is going on within that person's brain. Um, I hope he gets better. I hope he does whatever he needs to do. It sucks for people like me who love Calvin Ridley and have, you know, lots of shares of him. I think treating it like it's an ACL is a good plan of action because I do tend to agree that I don't, I like, I don't know him, but I would assume that he likes this game if that's what he's chosen to do with his life. So he will come back to it at some point. Why would he step away now and then return for the rest of the season? I don't know. That seems like it's probably not likely. Um, so I think I think that is a good course of action on your part, Randy. I think I am going to adopt that as well. You know, luckily we live in a day and age where, A, not only is it no longer like condemned and looked down upon about yeah. be a football player, be a tough guy, Th- that mindset, it still exists to a degree because that's just how people are. But people are so much more understanding and the outpour of support that I saw on social media for Calvin was tremendous. So there's that. And also there's never been more resources to help people with issues like this. So I think it's fantastic. I think the, the overwhelming support he's reached and he's received in, in the world has been great. I hope he gets the help that he needs. Uh, Lane Johnson star right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. He stepped away for a handful of games. It was three games, and and, and he popped back. And, you know, he, he seems to be playing better. Calvin, take all the time that you need. Like I said, I'm not doing anything. I, I, I understood why the other GM made me the offer. Rondell Moore's been kind of a hot name. Uh, I could really use a wide receiver in this league, but luckily we only have to start one. We start one QB, one super flex, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, and the other five positions are just flexes. So I don't have to start a set number of wide receivers. I'm pretty deep at running back in this league. And I, I still have like Cooper Cup and like one other, two other good wide receivers. So I'm good. I'm good based on the starting requirements. But I understand why you would make that offer. On the other hand, I mean, I'm not going to be afraid to look at acquiring 
Ridley. What are your thoughts, Michael? I know you uh, you've tried to or mentioned acquiring some some Ridley. Yeah. No. First of all, I want to say like I think the outpouring that he's getting is awesome. For those that don't know, like I'm in the military, and if anybody has that macho stuff where you feel like you can't get help for mental stuff, it's the military. And it took me a while to learn like, hey, I need someone to talk to. I was having severe anxiety stuff. You know, stuff going on. I'm a pretty normal guy. I'm able to hide a lot of stuff, but you just need someone to talk to. So at the end of the day, I just hope Ridley gets the help that he needs, whether he has to step away from the game completely or not. You know, just do what you got to do, man. Um, but as far as from the fantasy side of things, I've I've bought in a couple spots. One of them is an extreme rebuild, and I think I got a steal of the deal. Um, but treating this like an ACL, I think, is the smartest thing because – that Falcons franchise isn't doing a whole lot this year. So I don't think he has any reason to come back this season. Just take it off, figure it out, and we'll figure it out next year. But in a in a 12-team, 2.0 tight end premium, but it's a 1.25 wide receiver premium, I got Ridley for Goddard and Uzoma, which I felt like was a steal of a deal. I mean, as long as you have tight end depth behind it, then, yeah, I mean, it's – I have no, I have no problem acquiring Ridley and and stashing him on the back end of a bench. But before we go into the final piece of news, uh, remember, guys, it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to reach out and, and and find the help you need. We love talking dynasty. We love busting each other's chops around here. But in all sincerity, take care of yourself and take care of yours, and uh, encourage those in your life that may have issues to come forward and get the help they need. Uh, Henry Ruggs, speaking of of, of unfortunate series of events, Henry Ruggs was involved in an automobile accident. Uh, Not going to go too deep into that uh, from a public service announcement. Get an Uber, call a cab, do something. And I appreciate the outpouring of um, supporting, you know, not drinking and driving, impaired driving anyway. I get it. I completely get it. But I'm just going to throw this in there. You know, we all love data, right? Analytics, stats. It's just as dangerous to text and drive. You know, so 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 I, I don't want to go down the PSA route, but just be very careful. One, one, one inopportune decision could be tragic. But from a dynasty standpoint, Jerry, you were very interested in Henry Ruggs. When we went off the air last week, uh, you were trying to acquire Henry Ruggs from me. And, you know, how do you feel today? Obviously, you're not, you're not going to be acquiring or attempting to with, with the same fervor you were last week. But just let's leave everything else out of this. What are you doing from a dynasty standpoint? Uh, yeah, no. So got sort of fortunate that uh, Randy's a, a greedy little, little bastard this time. Um, I honestly don't want anything to do with him if it makes if it makes sense. Cause I really, that's tough. Like this, this is a dude that's facing potential prison time and he's very young. So he could potentially come back from something like that in the way that Michael Vick did. But what am I going to acquire him for? Like it, ignoring, you know, everything that happened and just focusing on the dynasty aspect of it. I, it, it, there's just too many red flags. Like it's different with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson doesn't have criminal charges. He doesn't have any of that stuff. You know, th- this guy could spend time in prison and, and it could be not just a month or two months. Like it could be years. 
and then he comes uh, back if, with if convicted it was a, a per nevada law it would be a two-year minimum sentence no possibility of probation and you know he probably he's very rich and he has great lawyers so i'm sure that's probably about what it would be so let's just hypothetically say he's 25 years old and it's not like he's he actually 22 own... so he would well well i mean when he got oh, out when he gets when he out, got okay, out okay, he i got you be like 25 and playing you know it's not like a federal prison is you know a different sort of place where you can do extra workouts and stuff so you know he's he's going to be on the same regiment that every other person is is he really going to be in nfl shape and what is what is henry ruggs good at henry ruggs is fast like is he still going to have all that is he still going to have that step i just i don't think so i think i'm good on henry ruggs and it sucks because i have other shares of him and like you said you know, I've been I haven't shut up about Hollywood Brown for the last month. Henry Ruggs was right there. He was just the well, cheaper you, version. You are the Al Davis of the <laughs> Dynasty Warzone. Yeah. No uh what was the one guy they tried? I can't remember. Oh um, Shit, not not not, not John uh, Darius Hayward Bay was that's another. who I was thinking of. God, you are just a legend today, Randall. But yeah, I, I think I'm not touching him. It, it's too risky for me. I it, I see no situation where he doesn't get in trouble legally and then has to face NFL repercussions also, I'm good. I, I am good on Henry Ruggs. I'm going to give Mike just a second before we get into some trade stuff. But for me, um, it's still dynasty. It's still a business. It's still a game. I understand if you want to cut him, if you want to take whatever you can for him. I saw when the news hit uh, in one of our leagues uh, the, the GM that had him said, I'll take the first second that comes in my inbox. And they moved him for a 20, 23 second. Hey, I, I can understand. Sometimes you just want to cut your losses. Me personally, the league that we have him in, we have a two-year taxi eligibility. He won't get like, a, like an IR. He won't get an IR designation. So I'm just going to cut a future crumb bum and or shoe clerk off my taxi squad. I'm going to move rugs down to my taxi. And then I'll have between now and probably, you know, August when you have to clean up your taxi squad, get year three. And then I'll be able to make a decision. And, yep. and I'll do something then. Until then, I just don't want to hear the name. Uh, I pray for the families involved, but that's how I got to handle it. I'm going to move him to my taxi squad or on the back end of my bench and just wait. Just He, he is just a, uh, just, a, uh, just a dude just sitting there right now. Mike, what did you think when, when you saw this? Yeah, it was just totally unfortunate situation, especially as an Uber driver. I I have my dad complex here. I live in College Station, so I drive all these college kids home, and I stay out till 3, 4 a.m. driving these kids because they're doing the right thing, right? So obviously just a bad mistake, just unfortunate all around. But from the dynasty side of things, if I get a second, I'm snap selling him for that. If I get two-thirds, I'd sell him for that too, to be completely honest. Get a little cheaper than that, I probably would just – keep them and you know see what happens but definitely not buying in any situation and and selling probably for those prices well there you go some unfortunate news but uh that was a little bit of news now we're going to move into some trade talk everybody loves trades we're going to spice up your your dynasty league trade deadline uh, but this is a segment that's brought to you by our patreon patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's how we met mike Mike was one of our OG patrons. He is moving to the content creation side, um, doing a great job with it. 
And if you're bored in your dynasty league right now, and it's just like, because this, I can tell from the ratings every year, the ratings in end of October, November, they dip. And they don't pick up until the season's over and we start talking rookie content. Because a lot of people are just like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm just, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'll, see, I'll see, you'll see you fuckers in February. But if that's your group chat and there's not enough going on, Come to the group chat where we've always got something going on. I looked yesterday. We have 147 unique posts in the Patreon with content. Most of those are podcast. There's a, a handful of like uh, rankings and, and things like that. But a lot going on for a very little. Uh, I always reference gas in the Midwest here. It's about $3.40 a gallon. So for an extra buck sixty, you can get you can get a month of Wait, Dynasty Warzone Patreon. Is gas cheaper there, or is it more way more expensive there? It, it's around three bucks here in Texas. It's like three forty here too. His face well, was full of. Well, you're in Texas. Where do you think the oil's produced? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do drive a hybrid, so that helps. Trust me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so you and you and your Prius can chill for just a second. Hey, Accord, Accord. All right. Come uh, on, uh, come on, the, the, those of us that 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 live in the Midwest. Uh, we're paying around three thirty, but you add a buck seventy to that; it's five bucks a month. Come hang out, great group chat, extra content, help with your rosters, uh, all these critical moves that you're going to be making. That's going to lay the groundwork for 2022, or help you wrap up a championship or 2021. Completely available. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You can reach out before you join. You can DM me at DWZ Memphis, or you can email. You can email us. Dynasty Warzone at Gmail. It's that simple. Patreon.com. Come find out what all the buzz is about. Hang out with us. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So, all right. I think we can all agree that the NFL trade deadline came and went like a thud. Jerry, as I'm, I'm going to steal one of Jerry's favorite sayings. The NFL trade deadline came through and farted in our face and laughed at us. And gave us nothing. But we're all going to give you a trade for a contender and a rebuilder. Um, we'll keep them short. We'll keep them sweet. Jerry, give me a trade that you have to make right now if you're a contender. Give me a name. Who are you buying? What are you paying? Uh, I am buying Elijah Mitchell. And I think this might be a little crazy. I'm going to pay my contenders first for him. I really think that guy is just good. I don't, I, he's back-to-back 100-yard games. He had week one, he had the 100-yard game. They want to give him looks. I, I And I. It's, it's a little expensive, don't get me wrong. It's a little pricey. But, I mean, we're talking about a dude that's 22 years old. He's had multiple 100-yard games. He's in an offense that's conducive to him scoring. I don't know. I just like him. It just, well, it seems, it seems like he is on... On pace for next year's startup price to be worth much more than that, which is why I would like to do it now before you know it gets too egregious. So, good friend of the show, also former guest Ray Garvin, tweeted the very same thing. So, I think Jerry's been copying, you know, Ray Ray's homework. I, I don't <laughs> I've been know stealing everybody's strategy for the three I, years. I, I, I heard show, I, so I heard this no. conversation between between Jerry and Ray. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it, you just didn't do it again. Be smart, man. He's trying to copy me. So you're trying to copy Ray. It's okay. You know, I, th- I thought of that, you know, and I thought, man, that's a really savvy take. 
and then I hear you say it, and I, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a really savvy take. Here's my concern. I can't trust Kyle Shanahan, and I know we can Which get in a lot of we can get in a lot of trouble with coach narrative, but I just feel like Kyle Shanahan's the guy who will draft another running back next year and bring Jeff Wilson back and involve JJ Hasty. Let me let me say this: Jeff Wilson does scare me a little bit because he uh, does he does like to have a role, and he's just now coming back, so it, it does scare me a little bit. Don't get me wrong, but honestly, really, this when I think of Elijah Mitchell and like being a contender. It's me having a contending team where I have Antonio Gibson and I'm thinking about trading him away to get Elijah Mitchell plus because Antonio Gibson is just, to use my quote, farting directly into my face. And I just, he is not everything that I hoped he was going to be. And it just breaks my heart, man. I don't want to make all of the reasons why you can't keep Elijah Mitchell as the same excuses that I shot down last year when people were very bullish on James Robinson. And they even added Travis Etienne. So, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you. Thought on Jerry's take on Mr. Mitchell. And then who are you getting on a contender? Yeah, I, man, I don't. I couldn't give up a first for Mitchell, especially with Wilson slated to come back to practice this week. You know, he didn't he have some of the top, like, speed plays or something like that, I feel like, last year. And stuff you know, like we have, that. We like have all a- of them do there. <laughs> We have yeah. a Jeff Wilson who's a member of our Patreon, and I think it's the Jeff Wilson, as, as a matter of fact. We'll ask. <laughs> we'll ask, but, but that, that, that's my thing. If at the end of the season, or you get to your trade deadline in your league, and Mitchell's still performing like this, and you can get him for your contenders first, I'll salute. Go yeah. for it. Knock, knock yourself out. But let's see it for a few more weeks. Yeah, I would I would say do it closer to the deadline because I don't think his price is going to go up. I don't see not, anyone not asking much. a first plus to get Mitchell if he continues to get fifteen to twenty points a game. But so. and before and before I, I, you give us your guy, I want to make sure like with trade deadlines. I think JD of the Goat District and I have created the greatest trade trade deadline strategy ever, and I share this every year. So what JD and I created was is that the 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 week that the playoffs start. So last year it was week 14. This year it'll be week 15. Before the Thursday night game on week 15, trades will switch from auto-approve, as they always should be, to commissioner approval required. Now, anybody can make a trade. Jerry's always out of the playoffs, so he's a great example. So Jerry's out of the playoffs. I'm in the playoffs because I'm always in the playoffs. That's what I do. And Jerry and I want to make a trade. Well, we can make the trade, and it can sit there dormant until I'm also eliminated from the playoffs. When I'm eliminated, J.D., if he's the commissioner, he would push the trade through. Now, let's say, Michael, for whatever bad luck, you had a bad run, you didn't make the playoffs, Jerry didn't make the playoffs, you guys still want to make a trade? Cool. We'll push it through right there on the spot. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But we, we feel like you've had the other 49 weeks of the year to get in all the action you wanted. From the day the, the fantasy season ends until the minute the playoffs begin, you've had those 49 weeks to get your fill. But once we're in the playoffs, dance with who brought you. So that being said, that's our trade deadline philosophy. What are your thoughts on a guy that you're trying to pick up as a contender? So as a contender, and and just... I want to bring the trade deadline thing into it because you look at these RB injuries that we're dealing with every week. It's like, I don't, 
I don't know if I want to send my contenders first now. I want to do it later when we know what's going on. Like, hey, you know, the name that I'm going to bring up is Daryl Henderson. I feel like he is one of the biggest win now pieces you can probably have. But this these all depend on who the team's on. If the other team that has Henderson is a contender, you know, you're probably not going to be able to get him or you're going to have to pay more. But, hey, if it's a rebuilding team and you're able to get him for – I don't know, two seconds, something like that. Cause they, the owner has to realize acres is going to be back. Um, and I would try to sell that maybe in the talk, but I feel the same way with Henderson as I do with a Cordell Patterson or a Leonard Fournette. These are guys that are putting up numbers week in, week out, have a role and, you know, can lead your, that are in good off. Well, not good offenses, I guess you could say for Patterson, but he's a cheap one that I think anyone would take what they could get. And as we get closer to the deadline, if I could get them for a second from someone who's now out of the playoffs, I bet they would snap that up. So you need points at the end of the day. I'd, I'd wait instead of buying right now, but those are three. I guess you only asked for one, but those are three RBs, I, I think, that I would I would definitely make a move for down the line if they're healthy. Well, you, you, you've inspired a bonus one for me, so I'm going to go ahead and, and add James Robinson to that mix. If you can scare a potential GM that Travis Etienne's coming back and his role's not always going to be this sweet, then absolutely go for it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I highly recommend uh, trying to get James Robinson. I think James Robinson's a stud. And uh, everything that you said about Daryl Henderson, those same type of tactics will work on the, on the James Robinson GM. My guy in a super flex, if you're a contender... Go figure out what you can, what you can uh, give up for Matthew Stafford. This guy is literally on fire. QB five on the season, uh, multiple touchdowns in every game but one, uh, and that was the Seahawks game. And then in the fantasy playoffs, he's at home against Seattle. He's at the Vikings and he's at the Ravens. All three of those matchups are 18, 26, and 28 for the QB position. Great matchup. He's only 33. They're going to have to extend him to make all these magic cap moves that they make worse. So you've probably got another three or four years of excellence. What would I give up? If I could find Matthew Stafford on a non-contender, and I'll go ahead and like flip it into uh, a, a trade I would make. If I can find a non-contender who has Matthew Stafford, and I've got a league like, I've got a team like this where I've got a Trey Lance, and you're, you're rebuilding. I'm contending. How close is Trey Lance and Matthew Stafford for you, Mr. Non-Contender? You're trying to get younger. You're trying to build for the future. I'm trying to win. What do I have to use in addition to to close that gap? So that's a move I'm looking to make. I'm trying to get Matt Stafford. Uh, man on a mission. You know, he's Would you played- go as much as Lawrence? Yes. Oh, I got him. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I would. I, I would now. If I'm giving up Lawrence, I get the in addition too. Sorry, okay. you don't. You don't get a top eight nine QB and a startup for me for a 33 year old who's had a couple of back issues. I understand he's balling. Things happen, and I've got to be insulated on the back end. So if I could get a little something on the back end, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But I'm I'm looking as a contender because. More than likely, how I roll, I've already got one of the top nine QBs on my Superflex roster. 
I've already got a Josh Allen, a Lamar, a Kyler, a, a, a whoever in my top nine, you know, Dak. But I'm trying to get another guy that I can get for QB2 prices that's going to give me QB1 results. I think Tom Brady's, you know, coming to the end of his rope, but if I, he's the QB1. Man, talk maybe. to me, Goose. Talk to talk to me. I, I will listen. So I'm going to go out and get that that QB two priced guy who's going to give me QB one results. All right, Jerry, pick apart my uh, my Matthew Stafford love and uh, who are you? What move are you making on a non on on one of your many rebuilders? Your thoughts? Ah, uh, Stafford. Blessed be man. I what what can I say? The dude's been kicking ass. We knew he was going to kick ass. We knew the Detroit Lions were going to be the problem because they're always the problem. No, I think you're right. And honestly, depending on my situation, that little bit extra that you talked about for Trevor Lawrence, in a contender situation, I don't think the extra would be have to be a ton. if I Because I think he is going to very much outproduce Trevor Lawrence. And if I can get your money and I can celebrate with my champagne in my chalice of champions, uh, I'm going to do it, even if I piss a little bit of value down the drain. Um, as far as a a rebuilder is concerned, I think I'm trying to get guys that are in good situations right now that people don't care about. Uh, Damian Harris comes to mind. So I think he's had... Well, he didn't get 100 yards this last week, but he had like 80 and a touchdown. The two weeks before then, he had 100 yards. He's a dude that is getting tons of work. Uh, He's also, I guess, a contender piece too because he's relatively cheap for the production he's doing. But his value is going to continue to accrue into the offseason because I don't really think they're going to address that situation. I think they're just going to continue with Damian Harris uh, because – why would they? The last time they picked a running back in the first round, it was Sony Michelle, and then they never did anything with him. So I, I think he is still going to have that role going into next year, and his value is going to increase, and it's going he's going to be solidified in that role because we've seen Ramondre Stevenson do nothing. Um, I, I, so was told, I, think, I was told Ramondre Stevenson was getting a season. Hashtag yeah. Ramondre Stevenson season. No? Yeah. No, no? No, sir. Okay. Uh, So things like that, sort of, which is weird because you would think I would not go with guys who are people don't love, but I think his value is going to increase. So that's why I said Damian Harris. All right, Mike, give me, uh, give me your thoughts on Damian Harris and uh, who's your uh, must trade for on a non contender. Yeah, I, I like Damian Harris. He makes me a little nervous just because he's not involved he in the passing game, especially with no pass catchers there. So I would imagine they address their wide receiving core in the offseason, or gosh, for Mac Jones' sake, I hope they do, um, whether it's free agency or something like that. So that scares me a little bit. So I, I would make that more of a contender's buy, just just in my opinion. I don't know if as a rebuilding team I'd do that, but – but hey, like I, I, I respect it. I think he'll have the job going into next season either way. So definitely can't hate on that. Um, as far as my rebuilding trades, I'm going to stick with the Rams. Um, and I'm going to say Cam Akers. Um, I'm going to keep on that truther status. And then low-key Rams trade is Van Jefferson. 
You know, the other news today was that Sean Jackson was released by the Rams. Uh, Robert Woods could be out the door soon. Van Jefferson's had some flash games. I think his value is only going to go up, especially after this season. Um, so I think he's a really awesome low-key buy. Even lower than low-key is Pat Fryermuth. If you haven't been tracking him, I know everyone's talking Kyle Pitts, but he's a guy that's getting all the snaps now. The Juju gone. Uh, he's beaten out Ebron for snaps, and he's gotten seven targets the last two weeks, and he's actually made something of it. So Van Jefferson and Fryermuth are the two lower-key buys, and then Akers, I'm going to be a believer that he comes back from this injury. All right. Well, I love the Pat. We, we can do Pat Fryermuth talk all day if, if, if that's really what you guys want to do. A big fan. Um, I, I think he, I think Pittsburgh, some, some quarterback is going to wind up there in 2022 and they're going to have hit the friggin' lottery. Chase Claypool, check. Deontay Johnson, check. Najee Harris, check. Pat Fryermuth, check. And because Big Ben will be retiring, that will free, and the cap is going up, that will free up the necessary funds to bring in some offensive linemen. They can draft some offensive linemen. And it's going to be a really interesting offense with Pittsburgh as soon as they get a quarterback with a fully functioning arm. Uh, my guy, you know what? I, I'm going to do something normally, and I caught myself doing this last night on the Patreon-only podcast and I caught myself doing it again tonight. I always default to quarterbacks and superflex. It's my absolute favorite genre of fantasy football. I love superflex, tight end premium, 10 total starters. That is my jammy jam. But what I want to do is I want to make sure to pay respect and homage to where we all started with 1QB and the 1QB Dynasty League. And your goal on a, on a rebuilder is to do everything in your power without overpaying by a ton, to acquire one of the top-tier young wide receivers. You want to get Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf. Those five. Those are my, that's my top five tier. I don't, I don't lose a lot of sleep or a lot of time, and I don't have some weird algorithm that goes, well, you know, Chase had a touchdown, but he only had like 20-some-odd yards, and A.J. Brown's had two good weeks in a row, and Justin Jefferson slipped a little bit, but then D.K. had two touchdowns. So what do I do with these guys? Just be damn lucky if you got one of them. That's what you do. That's the building block. That's the pillar. That's the success that you, build, you rebuild a one QB team around because you, you get a, a, a Jamar Chase and then this upcoming year maybe you draft a Traylon Burks and he hits then you know maybe through some other good second round picks or some trades all of a sudden you got two or three or four good wide receivers you get a quarterback maybe you trade for an injured quarterback I did this in a one QB league that Jerry and I are in I traded for Dak last year this time contender needed a QB you know, and and now this year I'm kind of around 500. It was like not really quite ready to contend, but close. And that that would be my advice: don't build your major rebuild in a one QB around running backs, because by the time you get the table set, that running back will be going into year four or five, and they'll be at the peak of their powers. But you'll be ready to you know contend for three years. So for me. If I'm a if I'm a, a non-contender slash rebuilder, I'm doing everything under my power to get a tier one 
wide receiver. Michael, thoughts on my first of all thoughts on my tier, and thoughts on my building's uh, strategy of you know getting that that wide receiver as part of your rebuild cornerstone. No, I totally agree with your tier. Um, you know, I know we talked before the season start, and my hope is CD Lamb wide receiver one at the end of season. Honestly, at the end of season, I'll take whichever one everyone has last. <laughs> and, and I would I would try to trade for that one because there's not a whole lot of difference to me. A lot of them are tied to good quarterbacks, tied to good offenses. Um, and, and that's what you want. That's what you want, especially with a younger receiver. So obviously Chase has the most youth. He's got the most familiarity on an offense that's finally doing something despite hiccup against the Jets. So in a one QB league, I, I definitely agree with that. And you know, you're you're gonna have to pay a pretty penny for him, but especially if you're rebuilding and you have some of these, I don't know, maybe like an Austin Eckler plus to get, you know, one of these wide receivers to get the older guy off and get a younger guy in um, that you can have happen, make it happen. You know, if you got Cooper Cup, and as I always jokingly say, I couldn't love the man anymore if his last name was Young and he was family. He he is my guy, but he's 28, going to be 29, but he's the number one scorer in fantasy football right now. I'm going to that contender that maybe has one of these guys. Jerry and I are in a league with a guy named Jason who hoards these young wide receivers. If I'm not contending, and Jason's usually got a pretty good team in that upper third of our leagues, I'll be like, look, dude, go win the league. You give me Cooper, I'll give you Cooper Cup, you give me CeeDee Lamb straight up. You go win, but you're not good because you're not getting that deal in the offseason. You're getting it today. You're getting it in November. You're getting it in December, but you ain't kind of come close to getting it in February. So get while the getting's good. Jerry, anything to add, sir? We're getting ready to wrap this uh, wrap this dude up. Uh, you know that is one of my main focuses, right? Um, always work on your quarterbacks in a super flex, which is generally what we talk about, and then build around one of the young guys, uh, the young wide receivers. So if anybody has ever listened to me speak about my strategy in this game, it is exactly what you just said. So I love to hear it coming out of your mouth because everybody loves hearing their own opinion out of somebody else's mouth. Uh, that That is social media. Nobody wants your opinion. They want their opinion out of your mouth. Well, Michael, thank you so much for jumping on with us tonight. Uh, ditching your family on a, on a busy, on a busy Tuesday in the Casper household. Uh, we're going to keep it under wraps, what we have coming up with you and Jesse and Chad. But uh, as the, the big bet goes away for the offseason and the fantasy football smackdown tapers down back to one show a week because we won't be in season, uh, we'll be having you and Jesse and Chad hanging out with us a little bit more. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what you guys got for the, uh, the general consuming public. Yeah, no, me too. And th- thanks a lot for having me on. It's It's been a pleasure to to talk with you guys. And good to finally meet you and talk to you, Jerry. I don't think we've talked yep, about that yep. much. So so this was a good time. Thanks for having me. Always down. Nope. Uh, you, you it's know, always you, just me just listening to you guys talk crap about my Patreon teams. It's fine. It's fine. I'll let it slide. It's, it's, it's a thing of beauty because, you know, this is what I tell Jerry. You need to stop being such a... Hunt. Sorry, Jerry. Sorry, Jerry. Always it's, a bully, man. Always a bully. Hey, we're going to get out of here, but I do want to give a shout out to my boy Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. Uh, they do have coffee too, by the way. Habit Coffee Company. Uh, but, you know, the Halloween drop just hit. 
I did get some Freddy Krueger shorts. I said, you know what? I'm going to let this one go. I'm just, I'm just going to let this one go. I'm going to let it slide. Couldn't do it. Had to get the, no, they, they have uh, stuff inspired by Child's Play. You know, the classic uh, Chucky, you know, who uh, we won't mention who, what NFL coach, you know, had the, the same nickname. And uh, The Shining. There, there, there were collections all wrapped around Halloween. They're still available, but they don't do restocks. When they gone, they gone. So check out thehviii.com. Throw in promo code Memphis as you're looking around. And they've got some cool fall stuff coming up. They've got some flannel, st- uh, flannel shirts coming for uh, later in November. I think around Black Friday, they've got a weird tie-dye hoodie. It's kind of cool. So check that out at thehviii.com. Promo code Memphis. I want to thank Jerry and Michael for jumping on with me. Great show, as always. And Jerry, what are we trying to do here at the Dynasty Warzone? Randall, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. And we'll be doing it here next week with Jerry, maybe a guest, maybe just me and Jerry. I don't know. Hopefully we don't have a bunch of crazy news next week. But until then, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. We'll see you wrapping up week nine, going into week 10. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine, or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know like I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak